Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec episode 200. We have made it five years of talking with one another and talking to you and talking to our guests about issues that are around in the workplace today for senior managers and those who are looking to be senior managers. Thank you for being on that journey with us. As a mark of this 200th episode, we wrote to all of the guests that we've had during that period of time and we asked them to send us the two most important issues that they see facing senior managers at the moment in 2020. And as we record this, it's September 2020. So we've been, for the most part, around the world, we've been in lockdown for between four and six months and work has been very different in 2020. So let's hear what our guests had to say. And this from John Eddy. I think restoring trust among consumers and employees would be high on my list. A good example is the misconduct in the financial services and superannuation industries last year and transitioning into 2020 and beyond. Westpac and the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, two large Australian banks, are good examples. Consumers and employees need to regain confidence and trust in the leaders in these industries and possibly other industries who have not yet been identified. As we transition through the current COVID-19 pandemic and adjust to the changes we have all had to make in the way we work and communicate, we will need leaders and managers who think differently from the expected way of doing things. Our leaders and managers will need to be able to inspire, develop and motivate employees in new ways never before considered. Now John was our first guest on the podcast and he talked to us at that stage about mentoring and the value of mentoring in organisations. So thanks, John, for those words. And I, I have to say that I think that the, the second part where you're looking at leaders and managers thinking differently and inspiring and motivating employees in new ways that they haven't considered before is all about what 2020 is. Yes, I think basically they have no choice. <laughs> Not just the leaders, though. We can't just abdicate it to say they have to inspire us. They have to think differently. We just sit here and take whatever and then criticise. I think it's important that we all think differently because we have to. We have no choice, no matter which part of the team we're in or organisation, and make things happen in a way that respond to the current climate. Our next response is from Josh and Crystal Hockley. Now, Josh and Crystal, when we first met them, were triathletes in the early part of their career, and they have maintained that activity as well as a, a business life. Josh now has moved on to doing ultra marathons, and Crystal is coaching as well as competing in a little bit, but not so much. And they joined us for our 100th episode as well. And it's interesting to look at John Eddy, who, when he spoke to us, was at far end of his career. Not the end, but certainly at the, the more senior end of his career. And Josh and Crystal, who were just starting out, really, in their chosen field. They'd done lots of other work, physical activities and occupations prior to coming into this sporting arena. And what resonated with our listeners at that time was that their thought process and the things that they had to do in sport 
were so very relevant for business as well. So here's their response to us on the issues for this year. It's Josh and Crystal Hockley here with the, our two tips for senior managers in 2020. So our tip is to focus on endurance and rest. So being a senior manager is like running a marathon, not a high-speed race. So many employees can easily walk in and out of the office and you're constantly under pressure making high-level decisions, which can be both stressful and exhausting. When you let the constant chatter in your mind take over, your leadership suffers. The same principle is that we apply to our training for a marathon can be applied to leadership, which is train, then rest and recover. So if you're constantly thinking about your business, then you'll become disconnected and you can, could suffer something called leadership fatigue. So here are a few tips to help combat leadership fatigue. Recognise it. So you can't combat it if you don't know it's happening. Look for this during moments of self-reflection. Create a simple plan to address the stress. So you could delegate more. Can you take a step back? Find the right mindset. You can't control everything happening to you as a leader, but you can control your mindset and the, the degree to which you commit to your plan to fight burnout. So there's their reflections, recognising that you have this leadership fatigue, creating a simple plan to address the stress and then finding the right mindset. And I think it's interesting that, again, what we're seeing is that those are the things that they would do in their, their sporting hobbies. Yeah. So very relevant to what we're talking about. I was going to say just that it, it is very relevant. And also the fact that once you recognise it, you can do something about it. But if you're not self-aware, you won't. And the thing is, it's not a one-off. <laughs> You've got to keep doing that and checking where you're at and recognising that you, what you, ever you're feeling and what to do about it. I think it's about giving yourself permission. We talked in one of the podcasts about giving yourself permission to look at what you're doing, to take time off, to, to not be the, the be-all and end-all, not the answer to everything. This from Libby Pease. Have you considered slowing down and working part-time? We are not machines and should have our own work-life balance. Have you got your superannuation topped up to your level of satisfaction? When are we retired? Can we still live comfortably? Libby Peace. Now, Libby, talk to us about health and well-being at work. Trying to think what the current term is. Let me talk to us about safety and well-being at work. A very relevant one. I think we sometimes we in this podcast we focus so much on what you're doing at work and and what you should be doing and how you should be thinking that we don't often talk about the broader picture of lifestyle and life awareness. So an interesting take on the things that we should be looking at. And I think in the immediacy of, of the changes that we've had to address this year and what we've had to do, home life, work life, all of those other things, that the money side of it, it's not something that we are conditioned to talk about generally, but it is something that we need to think about and not just the immediate, you know, have I got enough money for this week? We've got to think really long term is what, what am I going to do when this money doesn't come in? If the last six months have taught us anything, it's taught us that we can't guarantee that money will always come in 
So what's the fallback position? And it's not that someone else will look after you. You're an adult now. So you should have planning for what you can do to manage that long-term financial stability. I think what Libby's flagging also is the fact that now there's major changes around us that we were not expecting. They came suddenly. Maybe it's a good time to review where you long-term want to be. If this is the right time to look for working part-time, reducing the hours of work, or maybe that was imposed on you. And in that sense, is it's a good opportunity to look at it fresh. So both on uh, being engaged in the workforce and the financial plan. Our next guest is Bishoy Tadros. Bishoy was our first international guest. And he talked to us about two things that he had grown up with a very debilitating disease and he moved from a country where spoke a completely different language, his family moved so that he could have medical treatment and he's now at a a point where he also is pursuing a sports outlet as well as a, a corporate life and he talked about getting to the top of your game and then changing direction and moving from one thing to another and moving from one organization to another and moving from one area of expertise into an area with no expertise in the corporate world and what that meant to him. Now some thoughts from Bishoy Tadros. In my opinion, the most urgent issue for senior management in 2020 is the reflection on how respective company and industry cultures are staying ahead of the curve in terms of resources, infrastructure and mindset. Let me elaborate further. In 2020, we were all blindsided by a global pandemic that impacted on all major stakeholders, vendors, employees, strategic partners, etc. All in different fashions, and while some organisations managed to adapt in short time, there were other organisations that resisted change or quite simply were unprepared to react. Disruption breeds opportunity. And the question we must ask is, are we positioning ourselves to seize it or are we waiting for our peers to show us the way? While a pandemic is likely a once in a lifetime occurrence, the truth is that certain results such as the prevalence of remote work were a long time in the making. We saw it coming for years with resources and technology designed to make the workplace and the worker more versatile than ever. Senior management must assess the investments they've made in real estate. They must look at the technology they're utilising and they must focus on the messaging they give their people, providing assurances that they are learning from COVID and committed to staying ahead rather than playing from behind in the case of future disruption. I encourage senior management in the most traditional sectors to take a step back and consider being challenges to antiquated practices as the mindset will attract the highest levels of talent for future generations. A really interesting take because, as we know, he is very much in the finance industry in, based in New York. And I think it's an interesting insight into what he sees as the issues in his little corporate world at the moment is that there wasn't enough change, there wasn't enough adaptability, even though the technology and the idea of working remotely had been around for such a long time. 
So you're talking about the main blocks for a company success, the culture, the resources, the infrastructure, and to position themselves for the future and not just play catch up. And that future might look a bit uh, unknown simply because of the major changes and COVID, but in a sense is don't wait till everybody else and see what they're doing. You might not make it. And also, I think it's interesting that he's talking about future generations. So, so when you're looking yeah. to bring people in, who is going to be attracted to your organisation? And we've had guests talk about that, about how you as the employee choose where you would go or where you would stay, would yeah. work and who you would want to stay alongside and, and where you see a career path. And this criticism the poor old generation gets that says that they, they won't stay anywhere. Why won't they stay? It's not them. You know, it goes back to the problem is not the problem. It's how you're seeing the problem. So some interesting words from New York, from Bishoy. So our next comments are from Triska, Scott Brannigan. Triska spoke to us about marketing and about promotion. And she is, at the time she spoke to us, she's not anymore. She's in a different industry now. But at that time, she was in the education sector and she was at a university here in Australia and she had won a whole heap of awards for marketing of education at the tertiary level. Be really mindful of your team and colleagues' mental health. We are all experiencing our own challenges and have had to adapt so quickly and in unexpected ways due to COVID. Now more than ever, checking to see if people are okay is critical. And secondly, this is a year to be truly customer-centric. Customer behaviour has changed quickly and continuously in response to various stages of lockdown. It's really hard to predict what customers are going to need or want tomorrow, so it's really important to watch what they're doing today and be ready to pivot at any point in time and at the speed of time. This means where you can investing in your customer data so you can observe behaviour and respond in real time. An interesting take, you know, obviously from the, the marketing viewpoint in terms of being customer-centric, and it's not something that we've heard from anywhere else up to this point. I think most corporate organisations now have a, a, a CRM, Customer Relations Management System of some description. How are you using it at the moment or have you put that aside to focus on your employees and your people that are there and not thought about your strategic partners that you've got in your business? It's more vital than ever to know how the behaviour is and capture it and being able to respond. And, and your respond might not be traditional, um, is what I'm reading. It might be just it's the right answer for now and mm -hmm. building the, the relationship for the future. Our next comments come from Ken Wentworth. Ken talked to us about managing your business in terms of cash flow and financial management as well as his experience. Once again, here we had someone who was a world beater, a world champion, weightlifter, and he went from that environment where it was single focus, one target, hit that, and if he didn't hit that, well, and, and he talked to us about not being the right weight and you know, the, the weight up and down, all of the things that he did to his body as well as his mind in that environment and how he transferred that to a work environment. And here again was someone who was in the top 3%, I think he said, of his chosen 
career path with a, a Fortune 500 company, place where so many corporate achievers want to be. And he came home one day and said, it's not for me. It's not doing it for me. And walked away from it, walked away from that career that he thought he wanted, that he thought was the goal, mm. into something where it was just him, where he had, where if he didn't perform, he didn't eat, basically. That change from being the fully focused career corporate manager into being an individual entrepreneur and, and what that meant and what mindset that was and what he brought from one to the other. From Ken Wentworth, mind your margins so you can avoid cash flow challenges and avoid the silent biz killer. Take care of your superstar employees. They are extremely difficult to replace. Our businesses are nothing without cash flow and our employees. If you fall short of either, you'll certainly face major challenges that may be insurmountable. So nice, short, quick tips to the point and very much the way Ken presented when he talked to us. It's about what is more important. You need that cash flow. You're talking about superannuation. I think we, we touched on it briefly about that financial tunnel vision that you have. You know, I've got to keep the, the business going. I've got to keep all of the outgoings covered and the employees are all off doing things and I'm not in control and, and what can I do to, to bring it all together? So it's about identifying what it is, the two critical areas that you need to look at, well, I see this too, and how they work together and what you as an individual need to focus on in terms of that manager, management and what others you can delegate to others to look after and just report into you. He's talking about at the very minimum keeping afloat with those two. That's the focus because the question is about this year and that's why that doesn't mean you don't think about other things in the long term. Is just focusing on what's important right now. So our next one is from Beck Co. Francesco. And Beck talked to us about your digital presence, digital profile, using social media and maintaining those areas where people find out about you so that, that you have presence and that they know who you are and, and how you set that up so that it is what you want to reflect what you want people to see about you wherever they see it so it's not different from one place to another. The world is adjusting to a sense of normality, but it's anything but normal. That means the well-laid plans you'd committed to may not be the best option for you anymore. Consider it like reading the room at a party. The vibe has changed, and your marketing and communications need to reflect that. If you're in a market where people have stopped spending, Client retention should be your number one focus so you keep market share and improve loyalty. So an interesting take on how you manage one part of what, what we heard about before, of look after your employees, look after your cash flow. The money's not coming in in terms of cash flow from the clientele. How do you look after them anyway? Not just about bombarding them with email because we've all, well, certainly I have had that be the focus with some of the places that I deal with you know whether i buy from them or not they still hit me with emails and they're not interesting emails it's all about what they're doing it's not about me and i'm the customer i want it to be about me yeah. i think it's looking after them in the way they need it right now even though it might not increase your profit but it at least retain them so that in the future they you, you'll count on them like they're counting on you now so next one is from Taylor Proctor. Taylor talked to us about servant leadership 
She was one of two guests that we had that talked on this particular topic. But Taylor is all about creating great teams and being the servant leader in a team. Her focus is happiness. She also has a book club, which we'll put a link to as well at the bottom of the page. It's a different kind of book club, so it's, it's more a business book club, so a very interesting approach that she's taken to that. I believe the most urgent issue facing senior managers in 2020 is providing a workplace community of stability while also trying to grow the business during this year of craziness. My tips for this would be to have transparent and honest conversations with your team, to empower them to help transform the business and be willing to pivot. Ask your team members what they need to succeed personally, as well as what they think we could be doing to grow during these unprecedented times. Get their buy-in and create a community-minded culture that embraces support, transparency and teamwork. I see so many leaders thinking that they need to solve for everything and instead your team is your best asset. Work together to grow and pivot in the directions that will be best for your business during this time. Very much the comments that she gave us when she talked to us about being transparent, about using the team and the team dynamic to get the, the momentum and the, the business happening and moving forward and valuing their input harder to do when they're not all meeting around the same table but not impossible to do we talked about it with nick gorman who we'll hear about in a little while about how sometimes it's easier to have not everyone in the room and that that some will feel more encouraged to participate where they wouldn't in a room because they don't want to offend the person next to them but the anonymity of the screen and the zoom meeting gives them a little bit more power. And the opposite can be said, that some are not comfortable with this format and so don't contribute as much. So you've got to know that people are acting or behaving differently and still manage to, to bring all of that together. I think, again, yeah, she's re-emphasising the importance of the team, not just to make them feel like they're doing, but they are valuable, extremely valuable. Instead of one opinion, yours, if you're the leader, you've got all these wonderful brains around you and they will come up with solutions combined with your thinking and have more ideas that will turn into realities and answers to the situation. So don't, what's the word, don't underutilise fantastic resources that you have already. The next one is Geraldine King. Geraldine talked to us about mental wellbeing work very early in our years of having guests and we've had a few since then her message has just been reflected by all of the others that we've had. COVID-19 has demonstrated that businesses that had never thought of working remotely was possible and they are doing just that. The challenge for managers is how to successfully manage remote teams. Who in the team is thriving working remotely and who is struggling? How will managers incorporate these individual preferences whilst ensuring that their teams stay connected and productive? It is more important than ever that managers take care of their own well-being so they can lead by example and assist their team members if required. So just carrying on from what was said previously, which is a very neat way of doing it, uh, not planned at all. But I think it's interesting that we're getting a recurring theme in all of these responses about managing change quickly, watching the team, 
working with the team, using the team, just because they're not around you anymore doesn't mean that you manage them differently in the sense that they're not as important or that they're not as accessible, but you find their way where you can still have the interactions that you need for them and for you and the business. Again, re-emphasising about you've got to look after yourself to look after others. And in other podcasts we talked about where on the plane, say, put your mask on first, then help people that need it, including children. So again, look after yourself so you can be well enough to look after others and lead by example is what Geraldine is saying. So the next one is from Lyle Tard. And Lyle was our very full energy guest who told us the wonderful story about dancing in Cairns when he first came to Australia. (laughs) He entertained us greatly. Once again, he talked about servant leadership. And interestingly, because of his vast experience in the American Air Force as a trainer, he talked about it in terms of a very disciplined and structured environment, which was different to what Taylor Proctor had talked to us about. So it was interesting to hear from Lyle how it works, how he works from recruits when they first start right through to the senior management in the Air Force and how that servant leadership approach works in that kind of very structured environment. Here are my two major issues for senior managers in 2020. Firstly, succession planning. Managers are so concerned about their current job that they are not preparing others to take their place and in essence are not preparing to be promoted. The fear that is if you prepare your successor before there's somewhere for you to go, you might be out of a job, when in fact your board is looking for ways to invest more in you. ROI for them is an opportunity for you. Secondly, contingency planning. We can't have only a plan A anymore. Plato said necessity is the mother of invention. If 2020 has shown us anything, there is a need to have a contingency plan for everything we are doing. Thinking about what to do if things don't go as planned will be the difference between your project failing and succeeding. Managers need to invent ways of doing the same thing differently to be flexible and agile. Contingency planning is probably something that's been an undercurrent of what we've talked about so far. But I find the succession planning interesting because I I agree with him. I don't think that's happening. I think people are so focused on, well, we're working differently. Ah, we're working differently. Can't think anything more than that. You know, I'm not going to get promoted. The business is the same. Why would people be advertising for new staff when they're putting everyone to work remotely or or then they've got no income? Why would I be looking at my career or what's happening with my career? And, And on the flip side, it might be depressing for some to think that they can't progress their career, that they had this grand plan of what they were going to do and how they were going to move through an organisation and that's not happening and they can't see what they need to do. So interesting, those comments. Yeah, to, just to make sure that it's still on the radar because you, if you're trying to be motivating, if you're trying to look for the future and you're not planning for it, it the priorities can be adjusted as well, but not, not totally neglect uh, succession planning. It's not good. At this point, we're going to take a break in our discussion of our guests' comments because we don't want you to have to listen for longer than you're used to listening and we've still got quite a few to go through. So for the time being... On episode 200, thank you again for listening and enjoying the comments that our guests have shared 
with you and with us. I'm Kim Bailey, she's Juliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.